0: Follow The Ron Show on Twitter at Ron Show ATL. The Ron Show on America One Radio. So last night, I'm on a Zoom meeting with uh, my softball league board, and I start getting these text messages just out of the blue from uh, my friend Daryl, who lives in Louisiana. And <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. He literally texts me, OMG, are you hearing about this? And then sends me a screen grab the headline George Santos identified as a drag queen in Brazil where on uh, this is this is the sort of stuff that makes me think that we are living in the matrix and there's a glitch in the matrix because if the Donald Trump ascendancy to presidency wasn't enough this this is crazy uh, a brazilian drag queen who was friends with George Santos when he lived in Brazil told MSNBC that everyone knew him as Anthony i think that's his middle name or by drag name Kitara, she also shared a photo of him from a 2008 drag show. This famous Brazilian drag queen Yula Rochard has talked to MSNBC and ABC News, and uh, in fact, telling ABC News that he knew Santos, who at the time in the past reportedly went by the middle name Anthony uh, Devolder, or just simply Anthony. Uh, Rochard says that the two met in 2008 when the congressman was a teenager. Uh, Rochard, who, by the way, still lives in Brazil, according to ABC News, shared an image and also said he was a huge liar already. Oh, yes, he was such a liar. Santos, by the way, one of those who supported the uh, Don't Say Gay uh, bill back in Florida has denied that he performed as a drag queen while living in Brazil. But how do you know when he's telling the truth? <laughs> I just can't with this George Santos story. At some point in time, the Republicans are going to have to punt on this guy, aren't they? They're not going to let him sit in the House of Representatives for two solid years with this, right? I mean, they've got enough of a mat- It's a super slim majority, but it's still, if, even if they put this to a special election and lost the one seat, it's just one seat. They still have a majority, a super, super slim majority, but still a majority. My God, at what point does this party say, we got to cut our losses here, guys, and not deal with the sort of drag, pardon the pun, this man is going to have on our brand. (laughs) All right, moving on. Um, Remember when the Roe v. Wade Dobbs decision was leaked? And folks on the right were apoplectic, traitor, treason, surely it's a liberal, trying to stir up voter sentiment, blah, 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 blah. Well, the Supreme Court, according to the Washington Post, New York Times reporting this as well, has said today that they cannot identify the person who leaked the draft, the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization draft that overturned Roe v. Wade. Uh, Supreme Court Marshal Gail Gurley said, "Quote: It is not possible to determine the identity of any individual who may have disclosed the document or how the draft opinion ended up with Politico. No one confessed to publicly disclosing the document and none of the available forensic and other evidence provided a basis for identifying any individual as the source of the document. Now, she said that more than 80 people had access to the draft opinion and 97 were interviewed, some more than once, but she concluded that, quote, Based on a preponderance of the evidence standard, it was impossible to identify the leaker. Now, us pundits, we all have our theories as to which side did the leak and, and why on the right the theory was to stir up vote sentiment. Because they know, they know that the overwhelming majority of the country is for choice. And then there are those on the left, we say, no, it's probably someone from the right who leaked it because they needed to get it out of the way far enough away from the election so that it wasn't so impactful during the midterms. Who's right? Well, I guess we'll never know. I guess we will never know. And by the way, tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk with Melita Easters, our friend Melita Easters from the Georgia win list, uh, about that. Uh, let's see, there's other, there's some other news that, uh, came down, uh, infant mortality rate in the state of Georgia, still super high. That's distressing. Uh, we'd also like to talk a little bit, uh, about, you know, state and even South Carolina's abortion legal battles, where we are with both of those. Uh, let's see. Oh, Northside hospital got a new uh, designation, uh, that, uh, we'll, we'll discuss, uh, that much and more tomorrow on the show. Just thought I'd let you know about that. So, in like the less than two and a half minutes left on this segment, I really want to spend a little bit more time on the Cobb redistricting kerfuffle. I'm going to try and get Commission Chairman Lisa Cupid to join us tomorrow on the show. We've had Jerica Richardson on So show. Jerica Richardson, Miss Richardson, by the way, is the one who was drawn out of her county district with two years still left on her term by a gerrymandered state legislator drawn map, Cobb County, by the way. Is a majority blue county, despite the fact that the state legislature, run by the Republicans, drew a GOP leaning map that again drew Ms. Richardson out of the district she serves for an additional two years. So last night's council meeting devolved into a situation where two of the Republicans on the commission, Kelly Gambrel and Joanne Birrell, protested the map, questioning the legitimacy of the commission's makeup at the meeting held on January 10th, and then decided they weren't going to participate in anything else. It, first of all, discussion of the electoral map wasn't even on the agenda, which is what Lisa Cupid pointed out as commission chair. She's like, oh, well, I'm not going to entertain this conversation. It's not on the agenda. But some of the little things that were on the agenda, like this 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 one uh, homeowner who... Uh, you know, was asking for a swimming pool certificate the the two Republicans wanted to abstain. Well, when the county attorney said, "You can't abstain, you', you got to vote," <laughs> things just devolved into a little bit of a shouting match. Now, according to the AJC and some video some video broadcasting the the, the thing there, there's by the way, a five minute gap in the video. that's kind of weird. Anyway, Cupid stopped the meeting for about five minutes, according to the AJC quote, "to provide a courtesy while the commissioners either gathered themselves or stepped down or something. (laughs) The article says it was a level of dysfunction rarely seen at the Cobb County Commission. The conflict has resulted in backlash from state lawmakers, commissioners, and residents alike. Now, we thought that this issue had been resolved when the county commission chose home rule to debunk the state legislature-drawn gerrymandered map. But no, there's still some butt-hurtness. On the right, because they're not getting their doctored map to continue to run Cobb County. All right, we've reached out to Lisa Cupid's office to hopefully have her on the show to discuss more. Why is the state drawing county line maps anyway? That's insane. More on Show on America One Radio next.